Production support comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times. And today we're going to talk with a group of four graduating seniors from local high schools. It's an annual show, and Mary Catherine and I always enjoy getting together with with, uh, these high school seniors. And this year we have four, three from Bloomington South and one from New Tech High School. From New Tech is Miles Ryder. He's here. He's a senior. Also uh, from South, Callie Ricas. Robert Rickert and Boyd Haley. So we're going to be talking with these four uh, um, folks about what they're what they're up to. So uh, you can join us at eight five five zero eight one one eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight, and you can join a live chat at wfiu dot org slash noon edition. I'm sorry for that little. Uh, that, that no, I had a light bulb that went off. I realized we're neighbors. Oh, yeah, okay, so yeah. Mary Catherine was making – she was making hands. <laughs> yeah, I was gesticulating wildly she, and it threw Bob off. It did throw that. me off. I, I thought something was wrong. But this is such a great show. We love doing this every year. We don't have a whole lot of shows that we do over and over again. But this one we just love doing every year. And it is one, as Bob mentioned, that we really look forward to because we end up learning so much from you guys. And we love finding out what your school experience has been in this community and you know everybody pays taxes and so everybody has an interest in how you guys turned out and so um, we get a lot of positive feedback uh, from this show so we do it every year yep so we're going to try to evaluate how you turned out that's, that's the whole idea <laughs> kind of want to yeah. know if there's any future presidents in the community uh, that's right that's right and usually there are you know about four people I'd nominate certainly yeah. alright so let's start with uh, Miles from New Tech. Miles, thanks for being here. And uh, New Tech High School has been sort of an uh, – well, it's an experiment in some ways. Uh, you've been there all four years? Yes, I have. Yes, so – and you're the second senior class at New Tech, right? So yeah. what, what's your experience been like there? Uh, my experience has been absolutely fantastic. We do all project-based learning and teamwork and stuff. Uh, so we learn in kind of a real-world way where – we learn as we do the task. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of our projects, uh, even from freshman year, are actually done with the community, mm-hmm. um, doing projects for local businesses to help them rebrand and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, so give, us, yeah, give us an example of somebody you've worked with. Um, my freshman year, I know that there was one project where we worked with uh, CASA. Mm-hmm. Um, and Court-appointed court special advocates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were designing... I believe it was a uh, video to play at some of their events um, that overviewed what they are and what they do mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff to have at their booth at um, some event that they were going to be at. Mm-hmm. That's great. And we should also, you and I were talking before the show, Miles, and you mentioned that you're a, in a unique position in that you started as a freshman at New Tech and you will graduate as a senior from New Tech, but you're the only class who can say that. Um. Well, last year's also. Oh, last year's? Yeah. Okay. Well, I yeah. misunderstood then. I apologize. Okay. So right. two two years will two have years. done – two groups will have done their full four at New Tech then. Before. Yeah. Okay. Right. And we were both the classes that had um, kind of the uh, original staff and teachers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can, we can still partially claim some things. Right. And then New Tech's going to be – the name's going to change after this year. Do you, yeah. do you know what it is? It's very long. Yeah. It's going to be uh, the Academy of Entrepreneurship and Science, a new technology school. Okay. Then. <laughs> well, um, right. but we'll call it the Academy. Yeah. yeah. That's abbreviated as We'll thank uh, the Academy SC. for that. <laughs> What's the acronym going to be for that? I don't know. We'll figure that out. Well, that's – okay, Boyd. Boyd's on now. So we're going to talk about Boyd Haley. Boyd, what, what have you been involved with in high school? I've been involved with a lot of different stuff, um, a lot. Uh, Not as much through the school, a lot more outside. I've been involved in, like, 4-H, junior leaders, clubs, club sports and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you're a wrestler? Yeah. I made it to state this year. Congratulations. I was top 16 in the 220 weight class. Wow. That's that's, Considering I was 
around 205, and everybody else was every, at 220. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 4-H, now, you, you, uh, we were talking before about your family background. Some, yeah. some listeners in Monroe County probably know Pat Haley, who's yeah. uh, Boyd's grandmother. Yeah. So, you, you, had, you, know, you had no chance. You were definitely going to be going through uh, 4-H, right? Actually, I, I had the option. Yeah. My parents didn't push me into it, and I only made a nine-year member uh-huh. because I got into it a year late. And I wish they had pushed me into it because there was one overlay year where you can be in the little children's division in the community building. And there's one year where you could either stay in the children's division or you can go to 4-H. And I stayed in the children's division because I wanted to win. I thought, oh, this is my last year. I can beat all these little kids. (laughs) Strategic thinking. All right. But I didn't get into 4-H, and I'm not going to make the 10-year member, which in 4-H is the – you know, if you get to be the 10-year member, that's the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. You put in as much time as you can. You've taken, gotten out of it as much as you can, and I really wish I could have. Yeah, so you took it easy that first year, and now you're, now yeah. you're sorry. I mean, right. I wish I'd go, I could go back and change it. Yes. I really would. So Boyd's a role model for those 8-year-olds out there listening. Yeah. I don't know that we have too many <laughs> listening to us Probably today. not. They, right. they should be in school right now. They should be. Let's hope so. Uh, and Callie Rikas is also from Bloomington High School South. So you're, you're a performing arts student. Huh? Yes. So tell us about that. Um, I'm involved with a lot of community theater, but then through... Uh, Bloomington South. I'm really involved with Theater South. We did How to Succeed this spring. It was our big musical. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So you're a singer and an actress? And... I started off as a dancer, mm-hmm. actually. I danced at um, IU Pre-College Ballet for most of my childhood, and then I started getting into musical theater as I got older. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, last but not least, Rob Rickert. Robert, uh, thanks for joining us today you're going to go to cornell and you're going to attend medical school that that's that's the hope that's yeah. the plan yeah okay so what have you been uh, studying in high school that's going to get you there oh um well uh, i've done a lot of biology class and math uh it's definitely the two things i've focused on so mm-hmm. i think that'll play a big role hopefully mm-hmm. yeah so what what's your why why have you decided to go that that path what what interests you about that oh well i mean you know it's not set in stone or anything yeah, but sure. uh I guess um, I like doing – my dad's a doctor as well, and um, so I've met a lot of patients and stuff, and I've seen some of that stuff. I think that's all interesting, and I could definitely see myself on that path because I would want to do something with science and uh, people, but maybe not research so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, All right. Good. All right. If you have any uh, questions out there, we're going to be talking with these four high school students for – well, your high school students for another couple of weeks – uh, we're going to be talking with them, but you can call us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348. You can also join a live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. When you get old like Bob and I are, you don't remember that much about high school necessarily, but I'm, I'm sure that this is a time of looking back for you guys over your last four years, and you're doing a lot of reminiscing and uh, hopefully fondly. But I'd be interested to know... Just as you go through that process, what things, um, what, what are you um, going to remember and take with you um, as maybe some moments that are turning points for you, where you know you figured out, gosh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to change direction, or you tried something that you hadn't planned on trying, but high school gave you that opportunity, or just any significant experience that you had that you think is really going to be something that when your geezers like we are, you still remember. Anybody brave want to start? Sure. Um, well, uh, I play a lot of ultimate frisbee, actually, and that's kind of a grassroots sport, I guess you could say. Uh, but Bloomington's got a really great community for that, and the team is relatively new. We have a Bloomington club team, high school team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think had I grown up somewhere different, uh, I definitely would have gotten that opportunity. So, yeah, yeah, ultimate frisbee is probably not played that many places. No. Um, mm-hmm. you got the Northwest and uh, Minnesota region, mm-hmm. um, but... Those are the hotbeds. So where do you play and how do you play? Uh, well, it's, um, it's kind of like – it's pretty similar to soccer, except for once you receive the Frisbee, you can't move. Um, but it's a pretty fast-paced game, and uh, we just play down at the Bryan Park. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're not affiliated with any school, we can't go to either place. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that's an issue. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's uh, – And how many people are involved? Uh, so there are seven players on each side, so 14 overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and since it is pretty fast-paced like soccer, there are more subs allowed, though, so probably about, like, 14 on a team. Right. Okay. So. 
That's neat. Boyd? Um, I have to think of uh, I'm, when we wrestled, we made it up to state, and we were at Conseco. And I've never been down on the floor at Conseco. I went up to the state finals a couple of different years to see, you know, friends wrestle, see, you know, people that you've heard of throughout the year when you're wrestling. And I got into it when I was in seventh grade. Really, really bad seventh grade year. Got a lot better eighth grade year when undefeated eighth grade. And then all the way through high school, I've just been progressively getting better. And I walked out there right before the finals round. And one of my friends was, like, warming up. And I just, like, looked up and looked around. And I had this realization that my high school career of wrestling was over. Mm. And it just kind of – after that, like, high school hasn't really been – you know, I've been building up to that. And it's kind of a really great summation for just being in high school to where, like, I've worked for these four years. I put in blood, sweat, tears physically, mm-hmm. not just the, the metaphorical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our, our coach drives us pretty hard. But I put in all this work, and this is – I've made it to the end. And it was a really great just mm-hmm. ending for my high school. Well, I have to ask you, since you're a wrestler and that's so important to you, about this uh, – you've probably been following the decision to n- yeah. no longer wrestle in the Olympic Games. What do you think about that? I, I think it's a really dumb decision mm-hmm. because – there's people out there that this is that's that's their pinnacle. There is no thing past that. Mm-hmm. There is no you know. There's no professional wrestling league unless you go out and do the. Um, I mean, they have like individual tournaments in different countries and whatnot, but that is what you strive for, mm-hmm. and it's one of the oldest sport. I mean, it is the oldest right. sport. Mm-hmm. Why would you take that out? Mm-hmm. It's still relevant in like over 190 countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Kelly. I think the moment that I'm definitely going to remember when I'm old and gray is we have a tradition uh, in Theater South before every show. We do green room, and the first night the freshmen get to talk, the second night the sophomores, et cetera. And so we have four shows, and the last night of our musical this year was senior night, and all the seniors going around in a circle, and we talk, and everybody cries. (laughs) And the show almost always starts late that night because we're – backstage crying (laughs) but it was just a really really sweet moment because everybody there like we all know each other through theater south but everybody there is also really involved in community theater and we've just been in a million shows together and a lot of those people it's like i'll never perform with you again Mm -hmm. and so it's just a really bittersweet moment Mm -hmm. definitely okay all right miles uh for me i think it would actually be uh, right before I started high school when I actually made the decision to go to New Tech because at the time it was a it was a scary thing. Like, right. I only knew a couple people who were going to New Tech at the time, and uh, most of my friends were going to North or South. Um, so it was a uh, big decision to leave what I knew education-wise and just take the chance on New Tech, and it really worked out. It's it's one of the best decisions I've ever made for myself. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk more about that uh, after we take this phone call. So we have a, a caller on the phone. Stan, go ahead. Yes. Uh, I'd be interested in knowing um, or hearing what these four students uh, think is the, the most important national city or state event or, or situation uh, that's in their minds. All right. So, yeah. What? So, what? Na- let's go. Let's sort of take national first. I mean, when you when you watch TV or read the national news or 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 look at uh, you know online, are there any issues that are particular concern to all of you? Miles, let's start with you. Uh, well, there's lots of stuff um, going on right now. Just national issues in general. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, personally, I think that uh, one of the speeches I gave um, in one of my uh, in my speech class this year um, at Ivy Tech was uh, in favor of uh, marriage equality, since that's been a really big issue lately. Um, so that's uh, that's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much going on. Right. Sure. Who wants to go next, Callie? Sure. Uh, for me, 
it's kind of like Miles. I think marriage equality is a huge thing that I've definitely been following closely and really anything that has to do with people's rights. So marriage equality, abortion, uh, the states that have been legalizing marijuana. I find all of that really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Boyd? I think that stuff's interesting, but I'm I'm more scared of like the outside world. (laughs) I'm like, I can't, I don't get the news channel anymore and I'm really glad I don't. Mm Because I feel like I'd be really paranoid and I'd just be like, oh, everybody's coming out to get us. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't like where it's going, but I don't uh-huh. – as, you know, I'm just a high school student. I'm not quite sure what I want to do to try to change the way it's going yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, uh, Rob. Uh, well, I've heard a lot about, you know, these, this gun control issue and all these incidents. Uh, I'd like to see how that plays out, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of tragedies recently, and it seems like they're increasing in number, at least. So, did did you all feel safe at school? I mean, when you read about these things, um, you know, I think the outside world wonders, you know, when, when there's a school shooting, for instance, what kind of impact that has on on students who are actually in school. Well, we actually had like that one threat at South, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, you know, I felt safe. I didn't know about it till long after it was passed and completely controlled with. And I think that the school has our best interest at mind. Mm-hmm. And it just isn't something you ever think is going to happen to you. Right. So I definitely have felt safe just because it is a possibility, but I know that the you know, odds of it happening at Bloomington South are low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I talked to somebody who really actually had kind of had slow times during class. You know, your mind wanders and had actually thought to make kind of a plan like what would I do if something you know happened and I know that they do prepare you for that to some extent but is that a place where your mind would ever travel yeah my, my mind actually has traveled there <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what, what are you going to do in this situation mm-hmm. that happened in government class right after the uh, Sandy Hook mm. incident mm-hmm. yeah all right. If you want to join us, phone us at 855-0811 in Bloomington, 877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington area. And also you can join a live chat at WFIU.org slash Noon Edition. I think uh, following up on, on that question, are there, are there watershed moments that you'll remember? You know, we all remember. I'm, I'm old enough to remember when John Kennedy was killed. And I was in the fifth grade. And, you know, that, that is something that I'll always remember where I was when that happened. When you get to be older, you'll, you'll think, oh, yeah, I know where I was when X or Y happened. Are there certain events that, that you think may just stick with you for forever? Like, uh, you know, the, the, uh, for other generations, the Challenger disaster, you know, when the shuttle blew up, or 9-11, and you guys, how old were you at 9-11? Six. Oh, Six mm-hmm. yeah. They were yeah. Right. So, um, you know, are there issues that you think will just stick with you? I know for me, the uh, Newtown shooting will definitely stick. I was a cadet teacher this year, and so I was actually at Templeton Elementary when the news broke of it and I was going to pick my kids up from recess and it was just really kind of hard because obviously they didn't have any idea and it was really kind of scary to think about and really really sad Mm -hmm. what happened uh, after I mean in terms of the school what happened that day Uh, the next day I remember I came up and they have the buzzer all the elementary schools now have a buzzer but normally the secretaries would know me and just see me and let me in but I had to say who I was and what I was there for because they were amping up the security. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anybody else have any moments? You, I remember 9-11. Mm-hmm. I was seven at the time. And I remember it was weird because I like, didn't sleep in my bed that night. I slept on the couch and I woke up and my mom had the news on and she was on edge. Like She wasn't trying to show me and I didn't understand. And looking back now, like, I remember, I can picture, like, watching the television and seeing what I saw. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, really. Even at seven years old. Yeah, that had a strong like, effect on you. You, yeah. you. you feel the emotions now. I didn't feel them then. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting to, like, look back on that. Mm-hmm. Rob? Oh, um, not so much tragedies, per mm-hmm. se. Um mm-hmm. Because I, to be honest, haven't spent as much time as I should have watching the news. Um, it's all right. Plenty of time for that. But um, I've watched some of the uh, you know, presidential things, and those are always a big deal. And mm-hmm. seen some of those with my family. So yeah. 
Those are interesting, at least. All right. Miles? Yeah, I'd agree with all of that, basically. uh, Again, with 9-11, I dimly remember uh, seeing all the news and stuff about that. But, I mean, I was too young to understand what was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the shootings are probably going to be memorable in the future, but uh, also good stuff, like elections and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So the the politics uh, are they a significant part of your lives? I mean, do you follow politics, local, state, national? Um, do you, are you frustrated with politics like most of the world? Are you? I mean, I don't want to. I don't mean to lead you that direction, but I mean, is it something that that you think about? Well, I, I think you know, I'd like to. I, I think I could be a, a congressman, or I think I could be a city council member. Is it something like? Nah, I don't want to get into that. Probably the latter for me. I don't, yeah. I don't see myself in that path. But. Mm-hmm. Well, my grandma was. She's been in like the Monroe County public, I mean, mm-hmm. government system, and I, I really just don't want anything to do with government, like no. in politics, because I feel like I, I've been talking way too much with a friend of mine who is really on this on the edge. But like, I feel like the political parties. They, I guess they're necessary for like our voting and whatnot because they help you identify of you, if you don't do the research on a person, you can if they're with a party, you can generalize where their stance is going to be. But I also think that, that it takes out – it makes the people – you know they don't have to do the research. They don't have to you know, know who's who, know where this person stands on this and where this person stands on this and – I voted this year because I was old enough, and I don't think that they should have the uh, vote all one way, you know, just to click it and mm-hmm. be like, oh, I just voted straight Republican or straight Democrat. I think mm-hmm. that you should have to make a conscious decision. Who am I voting for? Mm-hmm. Did the rest of you vote this year? Were you all old enough? No, I missed it. Nope, just yeah, void. Two months. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any other political comments? I completely agree with Boyd. I mean, I find politics really interesting, and I follow uh, mostly national politics, but I think it is pretty ineffective right now, and I think that uh, I agree with what he said. A lot of people don't really pay attention to what their candidates are actually supporting, and so then people are elected into office, and they're doing all these things, and it's like, well, this is what they believe. This is what they said they were going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of times you get that. This is what they said they were going to do, and now they're doing it. <laughs> right, right. And you voted for it. That's right. Miles, any last comment on this before we go to a break? Um, yeah, I try to follow as much as I can uh, as well. And I, I think it's vitally important that everyone does that because as much as it's easy to get disgusted by the current political situation, uh, whatever side of it you're on, it's still important to – maintain an interest in it because it's it's important stuff that's getting decided mm-hmm. all right we're talking with boyd haley robert rickert callie Ricus, and miles Ryder today on noon edition all four will be graduating from high school here in the next couple of weeks so if you have any questions or comments please phone us at 855-0811 in bloomington or 877-285-9348 and you can also join a live chat at WFIU.org slash Noon Edition. Mary Catherine and I will be back after this short break. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville. Information at smithville.net. You can take WFIU with you by downloading our podcasts directly to your PC, Mac, or MP3 player. Programs such as Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor, and Harmonia, and short features like Kinsey Confidential, the Ether Game Musical Mini Quiz, and Play and Opera Reviews are all available on demand. Pick them up at WFIU.org. And have you heard WFIU's news features? The WFIU News Team brings you expanded and in-depth reports on topics affecting South Central Indiana. Catch the Friday feature just after 8.30 during Morning Edition, just before Noon Edition, and at 5.45 during All Things Considered. They're also archived on our website, WFIU.org.
Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. Today we're having one of our, uh, well, we have several favorite shows, but this is always one of them. Uh, We have four high school students in here with us uh, spending a day in their last couple of weeks they could be they could be in class studying really hard but instead we're thinking up their senior prank right. i mean they're really <laughs> taking time away <laughs> but they've they've agreed to come over and talk to us about uh, what it's like to be in high school today and what their plans are for the future um as i said before the break boyd haley is a bloomington high school south student um robert rickert and callie Ricas also are from bloomington high school south and miles Ryder is from new tech high school so if you want to join us Eight five five zero eight one one in Bloomington or eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight. You can join a live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. I think toward the end of the show, we'll talk about your futures a little bit, but I'd still like to continue kind of our retrospective, if you will, um, looking back on your time in MCCSC. And I'd be interested to know, and I, I guess I wouldn't really limit it to MCCSC, but um, teachers, counselors, coaches, um, even people that you've been involved with um, in leadership positions outside of school, if you know, you've done um, clubs and activities activities outside of school. Have you had any role models or particular leaders that have um, had a special importance to you or have have brought you something that uh, you think is significant and and you'll take that with you? Callie, you're nodding. Why don't you go first? Okay. I think uh, the three adults that really stick out to me are uh, Catherine Rodemaker or C-Rad, who's the drama teacher at South. She's amazing. She's the director of Theater South. And then uh, the other two members of the Theater South creative team, uh, Diane Bazell, who is our choreographer, and she choreographs pretty much everything you see in Bloomington. She is always busy. And Eric Anderson, our music director. And they're both just incredible, and you really, really get close to the creative team, and so they've definitely been huge impacts on me. How do they? How do they? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask how 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 are they incredible? How do they motivate you? Well, Cirad definitely uh, drives a hard ship, and mm. she makes you better for mm. sure. And she always has constructive things to help you with. Um, Diane is just so fun, and. She's a brilliant choreographer. She was a professional dancer uh, when she was young. She has a master's degree, and she's just amazingly brilliant at what she does. <laughs> she really is. And Eric is also really fun, but he's very, very tough. He's a perfectionist, and you're going to stand at the piano and sing it until it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Did that group that you went through theater with, did that get to feel like a second family to you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Great. Okay. Miles? Um, yeah, there's just uh, so many people that I can list um, since we're such a small school and all the teachers really take the time to get to know the students. But um, in particular, my uh, freshman year uh, English teacher, uh, Mr. Schroeder, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, always came up with really great projects and uh, it, it just really motivational to create great stuff by the end of the project. Mm-hmm. Um also, uh, Mrs. Novak, of course, she does um, success skills freshman year um, and also entrepreneurship and stuff later on. And uh, she, she's the one who really pushes, up, pushes us to learn presentation skills and professional dress skills and all that kind of stuff, uh, interview skills, and we always do mock interviews and stuff like that. So, yeah, because when I started New Tech, I was in, incredibly shy. And basically, uh, she forces you in the best way to just stand up in front of the class and do it and conquer that. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, all of our staff are great. Uh, Carrie Gross, our counselor, um, and Dr. Colston, who's done some really great stuff with taking the school forward. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Boyd? Um, my wrestling coach. I don't know if she's been talking about wrestling, but it's been yeah. a really p- big part of my life. Um, Royce Deckard. Mm-hmm. And he said one time, I actually talked to a, a friend of mine who'd already graduated. He'd already been through the program. You know, he'd done it for way longer than I had. And he said, "Royce is going to push you to your limit, and then he's going to kick you past it, and going to give you a new limit to push to." And that's every day. Like, I remember, it was a couple years ago. We only lost like two or three matches to a team that he thought we should have shut out, mm-hmm. and the 
coach for the other team was somebody who'd wrestled for him. So he knew all of our, you know, all of our stuff. He had our drill sheet and like all of our moves. He knew what all the moves were, and he'd been training his kids to like to know it. So we lost make one or two matches. We beat them like fifty-five to three or something like that. And we next day was Christmas Eve, and we ran eight miles because we <laughs> lost two matches or something like you know and. He pushed us to the new limit, and I don't think – it's one of the first things that I've ever really completed for that long, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'd be the man I am today if it wasn't for him, and I really got to thank him. So that didn't make you angry. To the contrary, you actually, in well, retrospect, I, or, it did make you angry at the time? I, I was angry at the time, <laughs> and I said, you know, if I don't get to go to Christmas, I'm going to be really mad. But like I said earlier on the program – when I got up to state, he, every every after practice every day, we break down to our – we have a creed. It's called It's All a State of Mind. And after that, we say state champs. And you shake his hand and you look him in the eye and you say, I'm going to be a state champ. And that is the goal. And a lot of times you think, man, I'm just saying the words, man, I'm just saying the words. And he says about three or four times a week, don't just say the words, mean it. Visualize it. And go out there and get it, which is, I mean, this is what big-time co- professional coaches say. Like uh, the coach that coached the Miracle Hockey team, he reminds me a lot of him. I heard one time the one of the players was describing, and I'm just like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, uh, do you think that, that, I mean, that lesson, you think, I mean, when you go to get a job, when you go to... Uh, you know, in whatever you do, I mean, you're not going to be wrestling for your whole life. Do you think that that's a message that you're going to be able to sort of carry with you? Yeah. One of the messages I'm carrying with me even now is nothing will be as hard as wrestling. Physically, mentally, any way, shape, or form, I can always accomplish it because I know I've been through tougher. Mm-hmm. Mm. And no matter, you know, no matter what it is. Right. Okay. That's Robert. Great. Oh, uh, you know, just like Miles said, there's a lot of people I like to thank, but uh, I guess I've spent a lot of time playing sports, and when I was younger, I often felt like, you know, I was like, okay, but I wasn't great at anything. Um, and I've had two coaches, uh, the Frisbee coach I mentioned earlier named Adam Schobinger, who's a, just an awesome guy, and my tennis coach at South, uh, Joe Doyle. He's also, you know, great. And I think from those guys, it really helped when I started playing um, seriously my sophomore year. It really helped me focus with other things in my life, too, because I was putting more time in, you know, outside of regular practice and stuff and being more focused. And uh, I think that's something you really have got to be able to do when you're older. Mm-hmm. You know, just find something and really be passionate about it and so credit them with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of discussion that goes on at the state legislature and up at, in Congress and everything about, you know, whether kids or, you know, students are learning what they need to learn. You guys have, have been through all sorts of standardized testing um, you know, can you sort of, I mean, evaluate what's going on in in your schools? I mean, do you feel that it was rigorous enough that you you were you were pushed enough? Uh, what do you think the role of of you know, like I step and all these standardized tests are? Where did you feel like people were just teaching you material? You would be on a test. Yeah, and ultimately, do you feel well prepared for the next phase of your life? That's kind of the yeah. yeah the bottom line. Miles, I'll start with you. Um, in general, I'm not too much of a fan of standardized testing. I mean, nope, nobody likes to take it. But I, in particular, I think that um, the thing that's been going on in Indiana to attach funding to what the score, what the, what the school scores on the tests, uh, the ECAs, I think, uh, I think that is going about things in completely the wrong way because if you have a school that doesn't do well in a certain section, then they then get their funding lowered, <laughs> which seems like the opposite, the last thing you would want to do in that case. So I think that a lot of this is just going about testing the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Callie? I think that in general, standardized testing and any kind of you know, core curriculum that is mandated by the government is kind of ineffective, but particularly for elementary schools, uh, it's really just become teaching to the test for a lot of teachers. And that's frustrating for the teachers and for the students because almost no children 
learn like that. Every kid learns so differently. And I think what's happened is we've been focusing on quantity over quality. We're just saying, oh, well, we just need to get the kids in school longer. And so we're extending our school days, but we're not making more out of the time that we have there, which is what needs to happen if scores are going to go up and grades are going to go up and more kids are going to be going to college. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boyd? Um, I actually have like a really, really personal opinion on this mm-hmm. is I don't like the standardized <clears throat> testing. I'm going to uh, Wabash College in Crawfordsville, and one of the things they do there is they focus more on, like, molding you into the person that you, you can be and giving you the ability to go out there and learn. But they, they don't focus as much on the test scores. And unlike a lot of, like, other, you know, schools of that size, there's only, like, 1,900 kids there. I shouldn't call them kids. They're men. But mm-hmm. there's only 1,900 of them. They focus on a personal aspect where like you know your counselor you know the principal or not the principal it'd be the dean i've been in high school too long (laughs) (laughs) but you know the dean you know everybody in the school and when i went up there on a visit one of the guys said one of the worst insults you can say there is i don't know him that means he's not involved in stuff and i think it needs to be focused as far as education needs to be more focused on molding people into the people that they need to be and not so much on focusing on scores because I think we have a predetermined, like, you can be this smart, you can be this smart, so why should that hold you back from going to a college you want to? It should be more focused on, you know, is this person a good person? You know, do they deserve this college based on what they've done, not academically, but because the academics will come to you. Mm -hmm. So more of a holistic look at the person. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're accepting a person and not a test score. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see how that would be a frustration. Yep. Yeah. Robert? Uh, I think it's really easy to criticize that system. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I love standardized tests, but I mean, I probably don't hate them as much as the next guy. But um, yeah. I, th- I think as a whole, they're definitely a worthy indicator. I mean, you know, you're going to have some people that are, I don't know, fabulous on the SAT and some that are not so, so fabulous. And maybe that is an indicator of something. I mean, there's a lot to be said for, you know, taking someone like Boyd said for the person they are and the person they can be. But that's a lot more, you know, subjective. Um, like, what if you were applying to, I don't know, Harvard, and you know you're smart enough, and so is someone else in the waiting room, but you just had a horrible day, and you go in and you have this horrible interview, and just because you don't seem like a good person, you're not going to get it. Um, so I think that puts merit on these tests and grades and scores, mm-hmm. somewhat, at least. Okay. You four are um, certainly examples of Bloomington's best and brightest. Uh, that's And we're so happy to have you with us here today. But um, you didn't get here by yourself. I'd like to know um, some things that your parents did that you felt um, were really good for you and, and helped uh, helped you succeed. What, what strategies or, or choices did your parents make with you or for you that led to your success? And would you be willing to start, Rob? Sure. Uh, well, I remember when I was in a third grade, actually, I uh, was at in a trip in Michigan with my family, and um, my brother and I were taking uh, this math, and we just didn't get it totally. So before we could go outside and swim, we had to do these math problems, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was just awful, and I remember, you know, playing, you know, like, punch my dad, but, um, you know, it's, I feel like that's the kind of drive that may have helped me later on, so mm-hmm. yeah, attribute so that to them. So great. So they did, you know, really pay attention to what you were doing in school, and then challenge you to to overcome that obstacle. Oh, absolutely. I think that really, you know, I think that helps a lot of people. I think that can be, you know, underrated thing, you know, especially at some maybe like less privileged schools or stuff. You see people, you see these kids and you think, oh, they're, they're just not smart. They don't get it. But maybe it's they don't have the assistance they need mm-hmm. outside of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And they also taught you to put, get your work done before you go play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Unfortunately. A lot of lessons in that, in that one little uh, example that you gave. Boy, do you yeah, want to go next? Um, my parents always stayed on top of me as far as grades and whatnot, and that's always really helped me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it didn't really have be a problem up until, like, high school because middle school and elementary school mm-hmm. are pretty easy. But in high school, you know, when my grades started to slip, 
the online the skyward the, the yeah skyward mm-hmm. yeah you, you're a mom you know about skyward right. you got to get your your parent to log in on skyward <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you go in there and check and oh you were missing this day where were you and mm-hmm. oh you you were tardy who were you talking to mm-hmm. but they also get on there and they get on the grades and my mom's like you've got this missing assignment you better go you better go ask the teacher and you know staying on top of me kind of like robert said except at a younger age he got it at a younger age (laughs) which is probably why he's smarter than me (laughs) callie my parents always set very high expectations for me but they were very open to what i felt like i needed to do um with everything with school with extracurricular activities whatever they were very very just open to what i wanted to do and they always valued my opinions you know just because i was a little kid they didn't uh, completely count out what I had to say. They listened to me, and I think that's why we have a good relationship that we have because we listen to each other and we don't um, disrespect each other's opinions. We kind of just try to make the best group decision possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your parents have shifted from parent the parental role, excuse me, more to an advisory role? Most of the time. Yeah. 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 That's. Yeah, um, I really agree with a lot of that. Uh, my parents had a good combination of like paying attention to what I had going on and what I was doing and what my grades were and pushing me to get good grades, but also uh, letting me make my own decisions and be uh-huh. independent to a large extent. Do you ever feel like you were allowed to fail? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I guess I was, yeah. Um, it never... Uh, came to that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that it would have been a supportive thing. Like, if I wasn't able to do something, then um, okay, here's what we can do to help you get there. Mm-hmm. Rob, you had a strong reaction to that. Uh, I, I think I definitely was. You know, I, I tried a lot of stuff when I was younger, and uh, you know, my parents were super supportive with that. And I think that you know, I don't know, helps you develop and stuff, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I can really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like being able to fail. I guess. Boyd, you have a reaction too. Yeah. I I wasn't thinking about it like uh, outside of school, but like inside of school, my parents were just like, you are going to get good grades and, you know, we'll we'll give you all the help you need, but you're going to get good grades. Like people ask me, oh, you're going to go to college? I'm like, I don't have a choice. I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to go somewhere. But like outside of... Outside of schooling, yeah, they've they've definitely given me opportunities to fail. Sometimes set me up to fail to teach me a lesson. Mm-hmm. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I'm a little hard-headed enough that it didn't teach me a lesson. All right. We've got about 10 minutes to go in the program. So if you want to call us and ask questions of uh, Boyd, Robert, Callie, or Miles, you can call us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348. You can also join a live chat at WFIU.org slash Noon Edition. So how much um, how much does social media mean to you all? I mean, are, how much time do you spend on you know Facebook, Twitter, whatever other things might be out there? That we're not cool enough to that know not, about. Yeah, that I don't. I wouldn't know about. Uh, very little. I, I very don't little. spend much time with that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's fun. I just don't do it. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So you actually talk to people? Oh, I, I mean, I'd try to. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd like to think I'm atypical in that respect. But uh, mm-hmm. what about YouTube? Do you spend much time checking out stuff on YouTube? Oh, I mean, there's always gems to find on YouTube if you're on. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but. I suppose in other times, social media, like Twitter and stuff, no, I'm not on that kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any of you? Is social uh, media big for you or no? I, I feel like the only reason I still have it anymore is because people that are a little bit older than me that really got sucked into it when they were like, they didn't grow up with all the, the we see all the problems with social media and they didn't grow up, these people didn't grow up with it and they had like, they've made groups and you have to be part of the group so you can see this, so you can know when your meeting is or whatever with whatever club you're in. That's the only reason I feel like I still have Facebook or Twitter or anything. I don't really get on Twitter. But I do like uh, online photo stuff, mm-hmm. just where, like, people take cool-looking photos and put it online. I like looking at that, but I don't ever do anything with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I guess I'm kind of the opposite of these two. I'm attached to my phone, uh, mainly for texting, not as much Facebook and Twitter, although I do get on those regularly. But I'm definitely a huge texter. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it really keeps you in touch with all your friends and... Yeah. Mostly your friends. It's mostly a friend thing, right? Oh, yeah. 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 We're all just super busy. And a lot of the time, especially during the school year, you don't have time to see each other even like on a weekly basis. And so just texting to catch up, hey, what are you doing is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. In the summer, I've noticed that I'm definitely on my phone less because we have free time and so we're together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I do a lot of of social media stuff, uh, largely because uh, I, I run kind of a semi-professional um, YouTube channel for like technology news and reviews and things like that. Uh, and so that's really part of your future. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could okay. be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the fields I'm thinking of getting into, technology journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, so social media plays a big role in kind of marketing myself and getting viewers and building up a base of that. And uh, I, I feel like it's really a really excellent tool if used properly. Um, because on one hand, stuff like Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr can really uh, suck up all of your time and you don't get anything done. But uh, there are also many examples of people who have used it to create amazing uh, creative works mm-hmm. online collaboratively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really great. Okay. Out of the four of you sitting here, does everybody have a cell phone in your purse or pocket? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My favorite does would you say what what percentage of people you go to school with have a cell phone with them at all times? 99.9. Mm-hmm. 99.9. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. My yeah. dad my dad has an iPhone. He had an iPhone before I did. And he doesn't even know how to turn on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> and like I still had a little piece of crap flip phone. And he was, I was like, Dad, why do you have that? You don't even know how to turn it on. <laughs> I had to enter the people and his contacts in. Yeah. Well, that's well, why we keep I'll, you guys around. That's I mean, right. We'll really, talk, we'll we, need, we need you for this. Right. Okay. So I, we've heard a little bit about what you're planning on doing, but let's let's sort of get the full picture of what, what you're going to be doing next year. And then, you know, do you have sort of long-range plans for where you want to be? Not that you can't change them. You can change them as much as you want but and i'd uh, also be interested to hear uh, you know as you're as you're answering that question i'd also be interested to hear if you plan to come back to bloomington um as an adult after school or if you think that you want to try a different part of the country just curious mind starting rob uh sure i i think i well i'm going to cornell as bob mentioned mm-hmm. and uh i think i could definitely see myself going to grad school after that uh, possibly for med school we'll have to see what um in regards to coming back to Bloomington, uh, it's a lovely town. I've, you know, totally enjoyed my childhood here. Um, and I could, because I've been here my, my, my whole life. And I could definitely see myself coming back, um, but I wouldn't say it's a certainty. Uh, I think I'll definitely want to get away for a while, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Uh, I'm going to Wabash and then to Purdue. Three years at Wabash and then two years at Purdue. What's that program? Tell us about um, that. It's a 3-2 program for, like, engineering uh, I can get a. I get two majors in five or two degrees in five years. One degree from Wabash and one degree from Purdue. And so, I I like Bloomington. I like all the opportunities you have here, but I've never lived anywhere else. I've never, you know, I don't. I don't really get to travel all that much. And I'd like to go and live someplace else. But I'll go wherever the money's at. <laughs> yeah, you talked earlier that you feel real strongly. You really yeah. want to establish a career and make some money. Yeah, I. What are you gonna do with your money? buy stuff. This is America. We buy stuff. (laughs) I I really like old cars. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a 1953 Ford two-door with a straight six engine in it right now in my garage. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to trade that because part of me with wrestling is my dad. I I got him to bribe me (laughs) to wrestle. I didn't want to wrestle. Really glad I did do it because I I explained earlier. Mm -hmm. But I get a 1972 Chevy Nova, and that was part of the deal. This is my dream car, and we're still looking for it. So if anybody out there has a Nova <laughs> that they'd like to sell me, uh-huh. I'd be really interested. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure out how to you – know, just, just uh, text the radio station, or we'll figure out how to find Boyd if you've got it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Callie? I'm going to IU in the fall. And I'm majoring in elementary education and minoring in theater. Uh, Right now, the plan is after college, I'm going to move to a big city, most likely New York or Los Angeles, and try to work there. 
but then I'll have my teaching degree, and so I can pretty much work anywhere that I need to, which is great. And hopefully I'll be able to perform professionally, but if I'm not, then I will always be happy in a classroom, definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you know people from uh, South who have gone on to perform professionally? Do you know I know some who have gone on to IU. I, mm-hmm. uh, they're not, they haven't graduated right. yet. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That may sound, seems like a, a difficult thing to do. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really complex sure. field. Right. Mm-hmm. Miles? Uh, I'm also going to IU in the fall. Um, I'm going to be majoring in informatics, and uh, the minor is going to depend on how they end up restructuring telecom and journalism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to get the idea across, I was thinking before the schools got combined, uh, telecom and uh, journalism minor. Um, and in terms of what I'll do, I, it's kind of hard to say at this point because the technology field is so huge and it's getting bigger every single day. And changing all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, I can definitely see myself continuing the journalism that I've been doing up until now. And uh, that could conceivably have me end up ending up somewhere on the west coast or maybe new york because that's where all the all the tech startups are mm-hmm. okay all right so it actually does even though it'll be something internet based probably it still would matter where you lived yeah like i could conceivably um do it from here but like all of the uh, conventions for instance or at least many of them are in various places in california yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. all right we actually are out of time unless anybody has one last thought you want to you know we uh, any words yeah, of wisdom for the underclassmen coming up? No, oh, man. Not, <laughs> not a single word. Nothing? Uh, don't hug Mr. Hoagland. <laughs> uh, Valid. teacher named Mr. Hoagland. We know him. Uh, yeah. And he gave me a referral. Oh, he did? For yeah, hugging him? It said, um, he's not into that. Oh, he's, he's, not. He's, okay. he's really, <laughs> he keeps his space. Okay, all right. Well, don't hug Mr. Hoagland. That's the word when you're, For any of you who are listening or anybody else who might run into him. All right. I want to thank you guys for being here. It's been great. We've uh, Mary Catherine and I have enjoyed it. I'll speak for her because I know she's enjoyed it. And I've definitely enjoyed it. Of course. So our, our guests have been Boyd Haley, Robert Rickert, Callie Rikus, and Miles Ryder. Um, we've been talking about uh, high school and their plans for the future. So for Mary Catherine, our producers Gretchen Frazee and Emily Wright and engineer Mike Pashkash, I'm Bob Zaltzberg. Thanks for listening. Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from Smithville, a locally owned business serving central and southern Indiana since 1922 with residential and business internet, voice, and security services. Smithville, local pride, global technology. Information at smithville.net.